One of the things that we decided right off the bat when we started this podcast was we would not let just anybody sponsor us. To get on here and be a sponsor, you have to share the same values and you have to have the same heart uh, as we do. And you have to be providing something that's very important to us. And coffee is very important to us. And that's why we've been very happy to have Juniper Mountain Trading Post Coffee as our personal sponsors here on the channel. They're the company that provides all the coffee for the school. It's the coffee that we drink personally at home. And, uh, and we're very, very happy. They're a family owned company that does everything themselves and they have the same standards and the same heart that we do. So if you're looking for a, a quality coffee company, uh, go to junipermountaincoffee.com. And when you check out, make sure that you plug in and type in dry Creek, all one word for a 10% discount. Good morning. Welcome back to the Dry Creek Podcast. We're uh, in the tax shed today. Have another fire going in the wood stove. It's kind of chilly outside again today, and I don't have a whole lot that has to be done at this point. So I'm trying to get caught up on uh, on some things, and so I just want to sit here and talk with you for a little bit. Um, the tack room is kind of my, my refuge. It's my shelter. <coughs> shelter from what? Shelter from noise. I find that as I get older, the, um, I have less appreciation for unnecessary noise. Now, whether that noise is traffic or pointless, meaningless, simple, inoffensive conversations. Uh, it's just noise. I had to go day before yesterday. I was in town picking up stuff, getting ready for the school. And I had to go in and, and I had to swing through Walmart for some reason. There were two or three things I needed to get there. And as I was walking through, I noticed, I'm like, man, it is just noisy in here. You got the beep, beep, beep from the scanning and from the registers. You got, um, they're playing music and people are just talking. You know, the kids are running up and down the house yelling and people are talking. And if people aren't with someone and talking to that someone, then they're pushing their cart around with one hand talking on their phone or, uh, or even worse, they've got those phone deals where you got in the ear and so they just talk out loud. Um, but they're on the phone and they're not holding a phone and it was just super noisy. Just, just a, what they call it a den. Um, and, uh, I was ready to get out of there. I got my stuff and, and I left. And, uh, now if you've been following me any at all, uh, for very long, you know that I am not a strong proponent of most things having to do with social media. And I'm not a fan at all of television. Um, now I'm not self deluded cause this is social media and I know, you know, that there's two sides to everything, but most 
in in my experience, for whatever that's worth, and to my view, ninety nine point nine percent of television is just noise. Most movies are just noise. Most social media is just noise. Uh, whether it's YouTube uh, videos or TikTok or whatever, and it's just and a lot of that noise is just idiotic. But it's, you know, it's a, it is just a follow through and extension of the noise that is in society today. And we have somehow gotten the idea that we must meet noise with noise. Um, and I'm going to pick my way through here a little bit. All right. So just settle down and relax and just go, go with me on it. All right. Um, you know, there, there, remember that old saying, you ever hear that old question? Um, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there to hear it, does it make a sound? Now, you know, science, we know, of course it makes a sound when there's nobody there to hear it. At least that's been my view all the time. But, you know, there are so many of these folks out there making noise on one side of the aisle. And we, people seem to have the idea that we have to meet that noise with noise of our own. Now these, and I'm not going to hammer anybody's politics, okay? Um, if you're on the blue side and you're liberal in your politics, I'm not. I'm not hammering that. I'm not. I'm not talking about that. Okay, um, it doesn't really matter to me. But I think you and I both would have to agree that there's people on that side, and equally on the other side. But there's people on that side that have lost all common sense. They've lost all reason. And they are actually a very small percentage, okay? They, the ultra, super progressive, super left-wing, I mean, way out there, um, they are actually a minority on the liberal side. The, the, the crazy ones, all right? Um, then why are they making such a a stink today? Well, it's because we're listening to them. Because we're listening. Uh, if we if we weren't listening, would that tree even make a sound? If we just turned them off. If you know, I don't watch the news. I don't. Um, of a morning, I'll pick up my phone and I'll go to uh, Fox News, which is not a paragon of virtue. Um, there's not a whole lot of options out there. Mostly I'll go to it to see if anybody invaded anybody, if our country's still standing, if something blew up, if there's anything major going on in the world that I need to know about. And I'll scroll through and look at the headlines and then I'm done for the day. Okay. That's it. That's my, that's pretty much my, my gathering of news right there. But they'll, I'll, as I'm scrolling down, Looking at the headlines, Fox News will say this such and such nobody uh, 
said this. Um, and I'm like, so why are you reporting it? You know, these, these Hollywood types, like this, uh, oh, you don't see much, you know, this Alyssa Milano, this actress that she was just saying all this stuff before. It's like, why report it? If you weren't in the woods listening to the tree, you wouldn't hear the sound and we wouldn't care. And, uh, you know, it's like this thing, this big brouhaha that's blown up over Bud Light uh, and their partnership uh, with this YouTube influencer. Now, I have my opinions on that whole subject and that whole topic and that whole situation. Um, but I, I am a very, very, um, minimalist drinker, extreme almost to the point of non-drinker. I will every once in a while, I might have a beer, but if I have a beer, I'm not going to have Bud Light. I'll drink Coors, um, cause Bud Light is just like nasty flavored water. And so, so to me, it's a non- it's a non-deal. Um, so folks who drink it, now I'm making a, a point here and the point is not, uh, adding to the noise. My point is just don't buy it. That's way louder than all of the people who are wanting to make a presence on YouTube, uh, who, who are, want to be the next new big time talking head on there, ranting and raving about boycotts and, and, uh, uh, you know, Kid Rock blowing up these cases with, you know, with shooting them all up and all this stuff. Um, you're just meeting noise with noise. If you just shrug and say, well, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna buy Coors or Modelo or whatever it is, you know, that you prefer and you don't say anything, but you just do that. Then you still have the same effect. We still have the same effect without adding to the chaos and the noise actions really do speak louder than words. If your actions are deliberate, purposeful and effective. I went to Africa several years ago. I spent a month over there and I was in Botswana. I was wanting to get a horseback safari thing going and I was staying at a, a lodge out of uh, Hansi, uh, Hansi Botswana. And the guy that owned the lodge was, was um, he was an older white fellow, but he had been born in Africa. His family were, were uh, British. I think he'd gone back to England to boarding school when he was a kid, but he'd been there his whole, whole life outside of school. And he owned the lodge and he owned some property up north way up on the north edge of Botswana, uh, in the Okavanga Delta. And so I was staying there. I was there for several days and he come to me one day. He said, I, I got a young man looking after my property up in the Okavanga who said the zebras are starting to come on the property. And then the lions are following the zebras and I need to go up and sort it out. You want to go along? <laughs> I'm like, heck yeah, I want to go along, man. Absolutely. So we loaded up and we drove across the Kalahari Desert and uh, and headed up there. And uh, it was, 
It was magical. I, I'm I'm going to tell you right now. I love Africa. The parts I've been to and the parts that I have seen. I mean, it was. I lay there at night in my sleeping bag on the ground, and I listened to the rumbling of the elephants as they sloshed through the lagoon out there on the delta, rumbling. You know, deep down the way they do in their chest and. And I listened to the barking of the zebras out there and watched the, the hippos, you know, in the water. And it was just, it was just heaven. Um, but the, so come find out that the zebra lion thing wasn't, it, we got there and it was a non-issue. But there was an issue. One of the local African fellas in the village was a troublemaker. And he had come in and gotten some, apparently had gotten some equipment from this property. And, uh. The owner, the fellow who owned the lodge, was demanding that the guy bring this stuff back. And the guy was getting belligerent and getting loud. I couldn't understand. I didn't speak. I didn't speak the language. But you don't have to speak the language sometimes to know um, the lay of the land. And he was he was getting belligerent and he was getting aggressive and he was getting loud. And uh, and then he told the old guy, "I'm gonna go get my friend and come back." Now, they had told me the day before that this guy, he had um, got involved in a situation and had rounded up a shotgun and had come back with a shotgun, you know, to deal with something and whatnot. He was, he was not a good dude. And so he left, and, and so I asked the owner, um, I'll call him John. I said, John, what, what's happening? He said, oh, he's he's." going to get some help and they're going to come back. He he says he's not returning that. And I, I said, this is a guy that you told me had got uh, involved in the altercation before with a shotgun. He's like, yep, yep, that's him. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm just going to listen to him. Uh, well, I went and John had a, he had a rifle there and it was a bolt action, um, a bolt action rifle with a woodstock. And so I just, after a little bit, I'm like, this is how I was raised. This isn't, this isn't how I'm comfortable dealing with things. And uh, so I just walked over. He had that rifle leaning up against a tree. And I, I just picked up that rifle and uh, walked around behind some, some trees that was just about 15 or 20 feet from where they were going to be talking. And, uh, and I angled myself in such a way that I could see the driveway came in to the left of the house and then the door to enter, uh, you came around the corner, went in. So you come in behind the house in a car. So I angled myself so that I could see when they, those two pulled up, if they got out, if they were armed, um, you, you just, it's just, it's just prudence, um, and so I angled myself so I could see that. And, uh, the, um, and so they pulled up and they rolled out of that car and they weren't armed. So I just stepped back a little bit behind the tree so they couldn't see me. And I just stood there and they come around and both. So both of them started yammering at John and going on and it was escalating. And I stood there for about 10, 15 minutes and, uh, and it just kept escalating and kept escalating. So after a minute, I just laid that rifle in the crook of my arm, like you would if you was from Kentucky, and just slowly meandered and moseyed out from around behind that tree. I didn't say a word. Um, 
and I didn't have, I had a ball cap on, but I had the full beard and everything. And I was a white guy and I was just holding the rifle and I didn't, I didn't say anything. I just, I didn't go over there and uh, I just walked out from behind a tree and just walked around there. And it was like you had taken 55 gallons of ice water and poured it on a fire. The, um, the temperament and everything just immediately shifted and changed. It, it was completely different. Um, and I didn't say a word. I just had a, a very specific, deliberate presence. And, uh, and so the conversation shifted, the tone shifted, the attitude shifted. And, uh, so then they were able to, uh, to talk it out and come to an equitable solution. And, and that was it. I did not add to the noise. But I made a very slow, very deliberate, very non-threatening action. I made my presence known. And I had such a presence as to say, hey, y'all want to stop and think about this for a minute? But there were no words. And I think what we need in this country is more people who find a way in the midst of all of this chaos to make their presence known without words, without words. And you know, the number one language in this country is money. Uh, if we just stop spending and uh, just, just stop spending the money, just stop supporting them. They, the all listen to me, this issue with this Mulvaney fellow. All right. All of the pundits, all of Greg Gutfeld's talk, all, all of this meant nothing, meant nothing to Budweiser. All of the news uh, anchors, all of the talking heads and the pundits on YouTube and on TikTok didn't affect them at all. They didn't care. It didn't mean anything. It was just more noise. And they own advertising agencies or, or they have the money to spend in big advertising agencies. However much noise you want to make, they can make more noise. But when people just put their money back in their pocket and went and bought something else, it wasn't the noise that made them stop and back up and say, we've made a mistake. We have disrespected a huge, huge swath of people. Um, it was the presence that was made known, not the noise. And there's a lot of things in life that, that, that holds true in. Um, we talk in situations, we talk too dang much. Um, and, and in arguments, you know, there's, there's a verse of scripture says where there is no wood, the fire goeth out. A lot of times there's fire because we keep throwing wood on the fire. We could, we just, we keep chucking wood on the fire. They build a fire. They build a fire. They put wood on the fire. The fire gets hot. We don't like the fire. We don't want the fire. So we throw more wood on the fire. And so they're like, oh yeah. And they throw wood on the fire. And we're like, well, you think that's something? Look at this. I'll throw my wood on the fire. And then we got a huge bonfire that nobody can put out. You can't argue with somebody who won't argue back. 
You can't even argue with yourself unless you argue back. Now, you know you're in bad shape when you argue with yourself and you lose. Um, and uh, But you can't argue with someone who won't argue back. And you can get more done with just your presence and your actions than you can adding to the noise. And so, you know, we're called the silent majority for a reason. There's way, way more. Now, it doesn't seem like it, and people will argue with me, but stop listening to me. There are way, on both sides of the line, both sides of the spectrum, there's way more logical, reasonable, common sense people uh, than there are insane, psychotic, loudmouth idiots on either side, right or left. The silent majority in the middle is a hundred times, I don't know what the number is, way more times bigger than the fringe loudmouth idiots. We are the silent majority. Okay? And if we stop meeting their noise with noise and meet their noise with quiet, deliberate, making our presence known. By what? By unplugging. By unsubscribing. By not paying. By doing our thing. You know, nothing tells someone your words are idiotic and pointless and illogical and unreasonable. Nothing tells people that stronger than shrugging and turning and walking away. That says it's not even worth answering. People want, people want a reply. They want to get a rise out of us. They want to get attention. They want to be noticed. They get on there and say these stupid things because they want attention and they want to be noticed. So if we stop listening to that tree fall in the woods, you say, well, you know, I can't believe the, the idiocy and the hateful rhetoric that they keep saying on The View. And my question to you would be, why in the Sam Hill are you watching The View? I mean, it's just bitterness and anger over there, and it's just noise. And on the other side, you know, I didn't listen. Now, he's gone now. He's, um, what was the guy's name? I mean, he, he seriously got canceled. Um, the, uh, the guy that just been fined, I don't know, $300 million for saying Sandy Hook was a conspiracy. You know who, you, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, I didn't listen to him either. Why? Because he was such a loud mouth. He was so, so much noise. I didn't listen to him any more than I would listen to The View, okay? I got my life, and I have my presence. And I make my presence known when it needs to be known. But I don't add to the din of chaos that is around me. I get on here, I talk, we talk, we discuss subjects, but I don't rail against other um, whatever, other podcasts and whatever. 
I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't rail. Okay. I don't rail against, um, any of it. I don't support it. I make my presence known differently. I found out the other day that for a number of years, Tractor Supply has been financing uh, drag shows for children. They've been supporting it. Now, Tractor Supply has been, you know, a pretty major part of what I do. But I, I don't shop at Tractor Supply anymore. I didn't write a letter. I didn't go in there and confront anybody, any manager in there. I didn't. I didn't do anything. I didn't make a a video or a podcast getting on and say, Hey, I want everybody to know that this is a fact and just, you know, this is my position. No, no, it's just, you know, we've got Shipton's big R and we've got farmers co-op and you know, we got, we have other options now. And so we just quietly make our presence known elsewhere and otherwise. Okay. You say, what if I don't make a difference like that? Oh, you'll make a difference. You'll make a difference to yourself. You'll make a difference to yourself. When you're looking and screaming and yelling at all the insanity and the chaos that's going on around you, you can't look at the good things and the logic and the reason that's right in front of you. That is a part of your actual life that you're living today. And if you quit yelling and yammering and carrying on about that stuff and focus on what's actually in your life and quietly by your actions and by your presence, making yourself known, you'll accomplish a whole lot more. Okay. I hope that makes sense. I hope I was able to clearly communicate what's been on my heart. Um, but Christians, we can be the worst. We can be the worst of the bunch. All right. Christians seem to think, that they're given a special license to give their opinion anytime they want about anything they want. That like they have a they have a charter given to them directly from God. Now somebody's going to get in there and say, "Yeah, we do." It's called the Bible. No, that's not what the Bible is. All right, you are not the hammer of God. You are not the judge of the universe. God did not tell you go down there. And be my police. When you die, Christian, when I die, Christian, I have to stand before God and give an answer for myself. When you die, you have to stand before God and give a Christian for yourself. And whoever it is that you're yammering against, all right, whether it be trans people or it be homosexuals or it be liberals or it be whatever it is that you're just going through with a scythe and, and, and that's not your place. That is not your place. You're not God's judge. And when they die, if there is a God and if he did set down laws and they choose to ignore those laws, that's between them and God. And as long as they're not coming in and, and messing with your life and your family and your things, Quit making so much noise, okay? It You just, you turn everybody off, including us old veteran Christians who've just heard it so long, we're just sick and tired of it. I'm more sick and tired of listening to the mouths of Christians who think that they have some kind of direct charter from God than I am 
listening to the non-believers out there. All right? It's just noise. It's just noise. Take a page out of Jesus' book for a change. He would walk in and say, look, here's the truth. He would say it quietly. He'd say it carefully. He would say it respectfully. And if they said, you know what? We don't believe that. Then he would go on to the next village. All right. He had more respect for the free will that God gave man than the people who call themselves by his name do. If you have an opportunity and you decide that it's your point at this time to give them the truth, give it to them respectfully. And if they say, no, I don't believe that, then let them talk to the one later who set it all up. You're the mailman. I guess I'm going off on a rant here. Listen, you're the mailman. If I'm a mailman and this house here has an electric bill, my job is to hand the owner of that house the electric bill. Now, if they choose to tear that electric bill up, that's between them and the electric company. If they choose to say, you know what, I'm not paying that, that's between them and the electric company. It's none of my business. All I do is bring the mail. The electric company does not call me, the mailman, and say, look, go disconnect the electricity from that house physically because they're not paying their bill. The electric company doesn't call me and say, look, go find a couple of thugs on the street and go over and break some kneecaps and make sure they pay that bill. He doesn't tell me to go find a hundred people and pick it in front of that house until they pay their bill. I don't have that authority. I don't have that position and I don't have that responsibility. My responsibility is to tell the truth and that person's responsibility is to either accept it or deny it, but they don't answer to me either way. So I'm not adding to the noise, okay? We are an arrogant bunch of people. We think our words are, that our words have the, the very authority of God behind it. Whether it be we're talking politics or social culture or religion. In the end, all we are is opening our mouth and adding noise to the world and throwing wood on the fire that's supposed to be going out. Okay? So back up, sit down, be quiet, and think a little bit. All right? And if you feel like you need to make your presence known in this world in a given situation, then do that. Make your presence known. But don't meet a loudmouth by being a loudmouth. That's never the answer, okay? Seek peace. Yours and theirs, all right? Now, I figure some folks are going to get a little twisted about this, a little upset, and that's all right. Um, the odds are if you get a little twisted at me, a little angry at me for the words I say, the words are going to be in your mind, you're going to think about them, and that's all I can ask for, Okay? In the end, what you decide to do about it ain't none of my business. I just gave you your electric bill. All right? All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye.